0: Welcome to the fourth episode of the VD Clinic, um, VD Clinic podcast. I keep having to, uh, specify that for people when we search things (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) who knows where that might take you. Um, yes, we knew, we knew we would run that risk. Um, today we'll be covering, uh, some more crazy pretty ladies or just crazy ladies. Yeah. After we had baby Jane, but, uh. So, I'm Vanessa once again, and with me, as always, is the president of the Lutheran Gun Club, uh, David.
1: <laughs> David. Hello.
0: <laughs> and joining us for our movie discussion today is a uh, film producer, uh, baking entrepreneur, and my most smartest friend, uh, Adam Ligio.
2: Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. <laughs>
0: So, yes, we're going to be uh, talking some Drop Dead Gorgeous today, and um, later we'll be going over Year uh, 11's uh, The Stepford Wives. David? Yes? So, <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything to add?
1: Um, No, not really. Uh, we have a schedule change for October, but we'll announce that when it's important. Okay. Which will be you know, closer to October.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, no, there's nothing else going on.
0: Okay. So where do you want to start with the, uh, the discussion of, uh, drop dead gorgeous.
3: Um, every year in the small town of Mount Rose, Minnesota, a special competition takes place.
0: I know what some of your big city no-bra-wear and hairy-legged women livers might say. They might say that a pageant is old-fashioned and demeaning to the girls. No, I think you boys are gonna find
3: something a little bit different here in Mount (laughs) Rolls. Ouch! (laughs) But for two ambitious girls. I believe this pageant teaches
0: you what's really important in life. I dream of getting out of Mount Rolls. I mean, guys get out of Mount Rolls
1: all the time for hockey scholarships. Our prison.
3: ...and two jealous mothers. My daughter is the most talented contestant that Mount Rose has ever had. It's not just about beauty. Go lucky! Woo! I'd laid on 10 to 1 that it all comes down to Amber Atkins and Becky Lehman. It's about poise. If you could be any tree in the woods, what kind of tree would you be?
4: <laughs> Green? <laughs>
3: It's about tradition. You get your ass up there and show me some teeth. It's about winning and whatever it takes. Are we on cop town? Are we on cops? Not paying this year's (laughs) business. It's on cops. (laughs) Oh
4: my god! My tap
3: costume's gone. Bring it on! From New Line Cinema. What kind of a moron paints death matters right before a pageant? (laughs) Kirstie Alley, Ellen Barkin. Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards.
2: Look at that winner! I think she's got a boob job. Oh come on, she's too young for a oh, boob job. They do that at birth now.
3: What are you talking about? Our peasant is not a peep show. Oh, 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 Drop dead gorgeous. Suck it in, or so help me, i shoved shove my foot so far. Come on, body, baby,
1: Uh, well, let's go ahead and start with a synopsis, which I have in my hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drop Dead Gorgeous this was released in 1999 and the synopsis is a small town beauty pageant turns deadly as it becomes clear that someone uh, will go to any lengths to win. This is directed by Michael Patrick Jan, written by Lona Williams, stars Kristen Dunst as Amber Atkins, uh, Ellen Barkin as Annette Atkins, Alison Janey as Loretta, Denise Richards as uh, Becky Ann Lehman, Christy, Ad- Christy Alley as Gladys Lehman. Sam McMurray as Lester Lehman. Uh, Mindy Sterling as Iris Clark. Brittany Murphy as Lisa Swenson. And Amy Adams as Leslie Miller.
0: So this was a first time watch for you, correct? Yes. Okay.
1: I was vaguely aware of the title, but I mm. never actually seen it. Okay. Well, we took your virginity away from you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um.
0: Yeah, so I mean, do you've been usually when you see a movie, you text me, and you haven't texted me or said anything about how you feel about this. So I'm just curious to hear what you have to say.
1: Um, It's all right. I mean, it it was it was funny. It had its moments, but it wasn't anything particularly earth shattering for me. Um, It was definitely a charming little movie, but felt very late '90s. Obviously, because it came out in '99. Right. it, it was definitely, like I said, it was entertaining. There was some very, some of the, some of the sort of uh, subtle humor, in it was uh, very, very nice. But um,
2: where did but you grow up? California. Okay, that's probably why certain things you don't understand. You have to, you really <laughs> have to watch it with someone from the Midwest, ah, because then they get the whole, you know, left coast people, I guess, blue, blue state people don't, don't totally understand the Midwest kind of, shall we say, way of thinking. <laughs>
0: It, well and for me considering I grew up in Alabama and specifically Mobile where I grew up was the home of Mobile's Junior Miss pageant <laughs> like a whole national thing kind of like this um I know it has a, I have a whole different take on it too um just having seen people go through that pageant type system
4: mm-hmm.
0: um you know, like the crazy choreographer that's sitting there, like sitting down with the fan, like chain smoking. I've seen that woman. <laughs> Those women do exist.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's, I watched it once alone and once with a friend from Ohio. And for him, it was like a throwback to growing up. He couldn't stop laughing. So there, I guess there's some truth to it. <laughs> but, you know, but here's the thing. Um, about i was introduced to the movie actually by vanessa also but this was about 15 years ago and it was still had been out for several several years already
4: Mm -hmm.
2: when i first started watching it i couldn't uh, i couldn't believe i didn't know about a movie with all these great actresses in it Mm -hmm. that it just fell through the cracks because i mean the talent roster i mean amy adams first film they actually found her in a dinner theater when they were uh casting locally so um this film started Amy Adams' c- career in a weird way. She was discovered in Drop Dead Gorgeous, you know. And, uh, you know, you have Ellen Barkin, who rarely does comedy, it seems. I mean, she was great in this. Um, and uh, Kirstie Alley, post uh, Cheers. And, um, well, Chris Kirsten Dunst.
0: You Brittany, Murphy.
2: Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy, yeah. Um,
0: post Clueless.
2: Yeah. But, you know, you had a, a, a lot of fine, you know more middle-aged actresses and a lot of fine young actresses who mm-hmm. were on the way up when they were making this film.
0: Yeah, Allison Janney. Oh, who, who for me is kind of a highlight.
2: The highlight. Yeah. She's great, Allison yeah. Janney. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. The the cast was, was absolutely fantastic throughout and it was fun sort of seeing the various like when like I knew Kristen Dunst was in this and I knew Denise Richards was in this but I kind of didn't know who else was in it and so like seeing Christy Alley show at the very beginning I was like oh cool like she's fucking fantastic in this and hilarious Um, so yeah I mean it was the the, the cast was really really strong and I had to when Amy Adams popped up I was like wait is that Amy Adams I gotta go look her up I was like oh holy shit
2: yep yep and actually after this film uh Kirstie Alley had encouraged Amy Adams to move to LA and so that's the reason why she moved to California because of Kirstie Alley in this film and of course she went on to uh, a long career at Hooters before she was uh, discovered again (laughs) in Junebug Uh, so you know it's very interesting also what it did for certain actresses on the way up Um, this was part of supposedly a trilogy that uh, of films that Kirsten Dunst did to, to grow up from Interview with the Vampire and um you know the the one that really broke out of those three was Bring It On, and I, I would have loved this to be her, you know, breakout role as a older actress.
1: Yeah, I think this would probably would have been a stronger breakout for her. But yeah, Bring It On kind of blew up in a way that I don't think anybody expected it to.
2: Right, right, right. So, but you know, it's it's it's, it's very well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorna Williams. I don't know what what else has she done since. Does anyone know?
0: I I think. You have people, as far as writing and directing, that have done much more te- like television
2: right. since this. Right. But, I mean, she based it kind of uh, on herself because she was a beauty queen herself. And even uh, – be- she grew up in Rosemont, Minnesota, you know, hence Mount Rose.
0: <laughs> well, that makes sense.
2: So um, – but-
1: Looking at her IMDb, it looks like she only did some additional dialogue <laughs> for Shark Tale and – has a story bike or edit for *Scouts Scout Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse*. Ah,
2: uh. all right. Well, she, she, I, I think she had a whole run with this film. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the comedy in it is just—it's it, just too perfect. Some of the things that come out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just the timing, I, the comedic timing in certain scenes that gets me. Um, like I said, and I mean, like I said. Allison Janney is a highlight for me, Mm -hmm. and she's always, it never fails for me, like whatever, she can be in something that's a piece of shit, and, you know, but she'll still be great, Um, this I don't think is a piece of shit, Um, (laughs) but it just, yeah, and she plays so well off of Ellen Barkin.
2: Oh yeah, the the two of them, and you know, I know Ellen Barkin was on a sitcom a few years back, but you never really see her do much comedy. And this is a, probably one of the first films I actually saw her do comedy, and she she hits it right on. She hits it out of the park um, with this. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's such a it's such a great film. Beyond, I, I don't know.
0: Well, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I yeah, I know. I, I have to be in the mood as far as like how funny I find it, but I st- I always do right. find it funny. Right.
2: But you know Alison and Janney and and a lot of them are also amazing comedians in, in themselves. It's done in a documentary format, and you know Alison Janney had such great lines. And I'm wondering how many of them were improvised. You know that that she just said what came out of her uh, characters like that
0: mouth. True. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really good question. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's I could see some of it, but yeah. right.
2: you know... Um, yeah, I mean, even the, the the towards the end when she's uh in the uh the airport the airport hotel and the news crews come down <laughs> and all she says in the back is hey I,
0: I got some I got some
2: <laughs> I mean that seems so improvised I mean the, the the way she did it but but you know you never know I mean with
0: her mo- little thumbs up yeah, she does that yeah
2: yeah her uh you know mockumentaries are great to, to sometimes produce because you. You could say anything, and it might or might not make it to the...
0: Well, Adam, I mean, you've worked on documentaries. Right. Actual documentaries. <laughs> um, so that's why I was also, I was partly curious for, you know, some of your insight. Uh,
2: for the most part, I like the mockumentary format, but there were a couple scenes where I think it went too long without a camera change, or, you know, so it looked too steady and too much like a regular movie in certain scenes. But for the most part, I mean, it was a it was a a great um, it, you know it was a great film and as I say upcoming actors. I mean, even um, Thomas Lennon. I had worked with Thomas Lennon uh, Lennon um, years back. He actually it was a year ahead of me at NYU, and then it was also funny trying to place the voice because I was like, I know that voice.
4: But who is who is the who is uh,
2: that? Thomas Len- uh, Lennon. He was in um, Rescue Nine One One. He was recently on the new Odd Couple. He played, oh, okay. He played a uh, yeah. I've heard
0: the name. That's why.
2: Right. So just even his voice, the tone of his voice, and the way his voice sounds is really great. I mean, it's perfect.
0: Yeah. I um. Going back to what I I kind of was I was saying earlier, like the fact that the way that they have the whole setup of the pageant, mm-hmm. and it leads up to this you know, it culminates in this big national event in Lincoln, Alabama or whatever miss the nod to the junior mass junior miss pageant being in Mobile, Alabama, where I grew up, um, which started like in the 1920s and became national. And it was televised. Like I think it started that in like the fifties and it's supposed to be like high school seniors.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, it ended up, they finally changed the name of the pageant to the Distinguished Young Woman of the Year. Uh, they only did that a couple of years ago. They thought they'd get into the, you know, catch up with the times uh, <laughs> as far as the pageant goes. But I went to school with so many girls who really worked up to be in those kind of pageants and you can see something like a toddlers in tears and see that the beauty pageant (laughs) industry is terrifying. But when you start seeing like up close and, you know, an actual reality, um, some of like the desperation that some of these families go through. And the fact that in this movie, it's whatever Mount Rose um, and it's a smaller part, it's not Minneapolis or St. Paul as far as Minnesota goes. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it reminds me of like little places in Mississippi that I've been to and did theater in <laughs> where it's like the pageant is the biggest thing ever for some of those people. And, um, Adam and I actually were watching this earlier and he pointed out, which I think I had had realized before, but the numbers of the contestants Mm -hmm. in the actual pageant are written on paper plates. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I've seen that in real life. I mean, it just (laughs) small little things in there, but, uh, and that's, I think that's what gets me about this movie is that it has a lot of small little things. Uh, But you're right. I mean, it's not like the best thing ever. I've I have seen other comedies that, you know, are sharper. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, I never cease to enjoy it.
2: Yeah, it's one of those films, again, you have to be in the mood for. But if you're in the mood for it, it, it's great because of the one liners. You know who I would love to watch this with is Diane Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope she seen it, you know, because I'm wondering what her re- her reaction would have been after seeing it, you know, and in that monotone kind of Do- Diane Sawyer voice, you know, oh, I think it was very amusing. <laughs> but, um, but the other, here's, here's a fun fact for everyone out there. Um, let me ask you guys if you know if you know the answer. Um, Britney Murphy starred in two films where, Diane, where the main character was obsessed with Diane Sawyer. Do you know what the other one was?
0: Ah, uh, no. Oh. Uh, you've asked me this before, and each time I say no, and I can never remember what you say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck! I know what it.
2: Hey, hey, hey! I hear. Is that tapping? Or are you looking it up?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm legitimately staring <laughs> at my door, true. trying to think of what it is.
2: <laughs> if you keep the tribute with us you'd be asked to leave for doing that
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait what uh what is okay, it i
2: can't i can't think of what it is a uh, little black book
0: i had that's one I haven't seen oh
1: yeah it's, it's it's oh okay you know holly hunter um kathy Bates mm-hmm. yeah i remember the trailer playing at one of the video stores i worked at right so it yeah i remember it popping uh, yeah that's why it, it Familiar, but I couldn't place the movie because I was like, I'd never actually watched. It. I just remember that goddamn trailer. Right,
2: right, <laughs> right, 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 right. No, I mean it, it's just a fun fact, you know. When I actually saw this again because of the Diane Sawyer connection, that that you know, I thought of that really bad movie that I probably would never want to watch again. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but you know, a little piece of trivia, putting it all together.
0: All comes back around somehow All
4: comes back around <laughs> you
2: no know, that worthless information that you know just one day someone might ask you
0: yeah so but true so. um I, I i there are little pieces in here that just are what get me about this movie mm-hmm. um that make me laugh and it's it's funny it's more different individual scenes about the movie that get me and that make me that make me laugh rather than like the as a whole in a way.
4: Yeah.
0: Um and I just love the fact that when they're doing the beauty pageant contestants and there's the one who's gonna do the dramatic monologue. Oh yeah. And she's choosing between Othello and Soylent, and Soylent green green. <laughs> I just and she chooses Soylent green. I just love it. It's the most ridiculous thing.
1: Yeah, the 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 girls themselves are really the kind of the highlight because some of them are just so fucking insane. Right. right the right. the girl who's obsessed with her dogs was <laughs> was great, and then the the scene where Denise Richards is dancing with, with Jesus. a stuffed Jesus. <laughs> I
0: was going to ask you about that. I that
1: was, was. I that was, that what was I thought you would probably like. one of the funniest things I've seen.
2: Right, no, I mean that—that—that's one of the big bawling out laughing scenes. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was. Uh, I, I I was just like, oh my, I, this is I, that actually that was probably the hardest I laughed while watching this. Um, <laughs> that's what it was I was just figured. so completely absurd, but also it made perfect sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, uh, just just the way that she carried it out. Yeah, stage. I mean, like. <laughs> like, like
0: her facial expressions during that, too. They look near orgasmic when she's like, eyes. Ah, <laughs>
2: yeah, that was such a brilliant, like, I mean, a creative genius who came up with that that, that competition. Uh, you know, that... That, 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 that one that, number. Yeah, that yeah. one yeah. number. For it. <laughs> and it kind of, like, you know, confirms, a, you know, us here on the coast, what we think of the Midwest. That's simple kind of... Um, you know, a stereotype.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know that it, that it's that uh, it's all Christian out there. It's all Christian in the Midwest, and everything. You know, is is about God.
0: Well, in the in the entire movie, and it had you know because of where it's set, it has the whole Lutheran thing. He keep, keep keeps coming up, but that's right. just is a part of the actual right. like towns and cities are yeah. like that in certain areas of the Midwest. I mean, but the, yeah, the Lutheran Gun Club. Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I mean, just <laughs> and the thing is, you know, they have to exist. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy enough.
1: <laughs> and the and the the girl who gets blown up on the on the thresher. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh my god! Like, because I was, I was as I'm sitting there watching this, I was like, okay, so the people are supposed to be dying, right? How is there going to, how is this going to, and then she builds. up, I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, there, there we go. And so then by the time we get to the end, when Denise Richards is, is the winner, I'm like, okay, so she won. Is there, what, are they going to actually try and kill her off? And I was, so I was like expecting yeah. something, and then we got what happened, which was fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, and then the whole other extended statewide beauty pageant yes. where there ends up being the food poisoning
1: Oh yes, the food point. Oh, right.
0: And I love, I love Nora Dunn. <laughs> when, when, forget a doctor, call a priest. Yeah. <laughs> when all okay, of those
1: were, two, those two, the beauty two.
0: pageants are puking,
2: yeah. <laughs> or, or, even, or even with the sound guy who's like, "Oh, it was the most, you know,
0: fucked up thing I've seen," and I'm from LA. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even even the way she, she described how she's not going to eat shellfish. Yeah. My, mom, my, my mother always said, don't eat anything that carries it with the, Carries its home the around
0: it. around with it.
2: You never know, the last time it was cleaned.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh. how do you come
2: up with lines like that? I mean, I don't, you know.
0: Because someone's mother probably actually said that to them.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> that uh. sounds exactly like a a colloquialism in certain parts of the world. Well, country.
2: especially because shellfish is, uh, how, how what would I call it? Unclean? No, not indigenous <laughs> to, to that part of the country. Right. So oh, that's they, true. Their view on shellfish is probably like, oh, this dirty thing, as opposed to what we know about, you know, eating shellfish, mm-hmm. living closer to the, the coast. Right. So, you know, the Midwest description. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, yeah, I mean, from beginning to end, I mean all the twists and turns in the in this film.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
2: you said, you know, Denise is blown up, and you think it's going to end there or end at the beauty pageant, and just it would just keep going.
4: Yeah.
1: So, and then
0: once you get to the nationals, and the company's been shut down, and yeah. there's the and there's a riot of <laughs> which, beauty yeah,
1: which was hilarious. And I and I was I was expecting it to just end there as like this sad note exactly. of like, oh, she's you know her one chance of getting out has been thwarted and right. then nope we've he, got another after, like, two yeah. minutes of the movie where we find out that Christy Alley broke out of prison isn't now <laughs> having a shootout with a SWAT team
0: right it's like just when you think it can't get any more ridiculous yes, <laughs> right. exactly. it, kind of, it kind of does
2: it's <laughs> shooting the reporter oh that's <laughs> You know, you're thinking it's going to say, you know, 20 years later, she made her goal. No, the, the reporter's shot and the 17-year-old gets, you know. Just steps in. <laughs> just steps
4: yeah. right in
1: and takes her job.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, having worked in that kind of thing, you know, the, the, the news producer is the one who's waiting for the for the the, the uh, correspondent to die. So they can, you know, <laughs> that that's the biggest dream of uh, news producers because that's the first kind of job you usually get before you move to on screen. So, it's like being vice president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we were discussing before. Here's the interesting thing that they shot it entirely, what, in Minnesota? Yeah. But yet they had so many character actors that they brought in from L.A. to be in this film. You know, yeah,
0: like Sam McMurray, who plays Lester Lehman. Like yeah.
2: right, but I, I'm I'm thinking the cost of the film, like the, cool. the extra yeah. cost, to, instead of like hiring locally because it wouldn't have made a difference technically if you had different actors playing it. Yeah. You know, um, but I guess they did hire locally because you know they gave us you know the wonderful Amy Adams yeah. <laughs> of this film, so it keeps on giving. You know, that's that's another you know thing you have to say about this. <laughs> And the trailer blowing up. Well, yeah. You know you was know, you know <laughs> even weird to me that you have a beauty salon in a trailer. Like
0: <laughs> that's not weird. But, Didn't she see Steel Magnolias? That is exactly what Truvies was. Yeah. So again, except it was outside of her home, so it wasn't quite as. <laughs> it wasn't her. an actual trailer park slash home. But, you
2: know, how do you, how do you even get customers? Do you put a sign outside the trailer? She park? has a sign yeah, outside. She has Right. She has a sign, but how many people are going to drive into a trailer park? You
1: know,
0: get, you have so, a lot of regulars from the trailer park I, that come to see well, you, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. she's at the market, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I do love the, the way they set up the explosion with those two, the two idiots with Just, the guitars.
4: Yeah.
2: Or even, what about the beer can? The beer can. I, what made me totally lose it in, in, in this film, that was one of the scenes where she's ashing
1: into it
0: Oh, yeah, in the I, hospital? How
2: I, 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 like, ridiculous to get?
1: When she, uh, when she swings it and hits uh, Amber in the head with it, when she tells her she doesn't want to be in the pageant anymore, I <laughs> lost it.
2: Right, but even the way they were acting like you have a can attached to your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's her
1: line of, like, oh, there's a wasted Lee uh, press ons.
2: Right, like, she's not, yeah, she's not in surgery removing the can. never <laughs> yeah. have, have her actually in the room with the can, like, it's going to be a permanent thing. <laughs>
1: So. <laughs> oh my god oh.
0: And, it, and it always makes me laugh The way that in that scene where Ellen Barkin says She's pregnant <laughs> <laughs> The way she says that Just cracks me up Right Because you see such a sense of despair in her face
2: Yeah <laughs> Right, right
0: oh. <laughs> She just sees like her, You know her future just flash before her eyes <laughs> yeah
2: well I mean you know it, it shows you know in a small town like that it really is no future unless left you move unless you move
0: well true but I mean and that's supposedly what happened to her
2: coal miners you know <laughs> but <laughs> if you want a job but um, the way that to get out of town
0: for guys yeah, yeah
2: yeah you know sports scholarship no hockey scholarship hockey scholarship <laughs> <laughs> like, not like, oh, you could go to college or <laughs> you could join the army. No, those are the two standards of the small town.
0: <laughs> that's why a beauty pageant is the option for girls, yeah. yeah. It's. And. I'm glad I didn't grow up in a place that's. <laughs> as bad as I could be. I'm glad it wasn't that small.
2: Well, you know, small towns is. is you know. Something again where we on the on the coast we we don't see much. (laughs) Well, you
0: know, I know (laughs) you're very low energy today.
2: I am.
1: I'm very sorry about that. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to. I don't know what really what else to say about it.
0: I yeah, I know it's um...
1: because I think you put it best. It is. There's a lot of very funny scenes individually but like the, the whole thing is good but there's right. it's more of just like individual scenes that are I thought were really funny which is right. it, it's kind of this That's a, a common thing with this kind of mockumentary films like you get none of them t- typically none of them are amazing start to finish well Spinal Tap is but most of them are, you, you get the really good scenes and then there's the other stuff around it um and there's a lot of really funny stuff in this um drawing a blank on some of it now because it was like (laughs) because i watched it last night and i was just like oh yeah what the fuck is going on
2: well you know sometimes you know you 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 might want to smoke something before also that always works (laughs) full disclosure i have a medicinal marijuana card so i'm not talking about breaking the law here (laughs) (laughs) i can now say those things out loud but you know, there's, you know, you, uh, David
0: lives in California.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So. Well, you know, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big deal here, you yeah. know. I'm the first person on my block to get my medicinal marijuana car. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... it's it's, it's, it's it, You need a little, you know, it's a kickback movie. Yeah. Go home, get back, have a drink.
0: And yeah. I have enjoyed it more on repeat watchings, I will say.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Um... Yeah. yeah hey look the paper plates today
2: <laughs> after seeing it sometimes i finally you know realized
0: the numbers that were paper plates on paper yeah. plates
2: how small town it was and how even the art direction was very spot oh yeah in, in this about the creed i mean the kulaks the
0: kulaks, yeah yeah
2: that's the fact that the it's a midwest beauty queen and there's so much most people in that area originally immigrate their their uh, ancestors, ancestors their relatives are from <laughs> scandinavia so it was also funny to watch how much of the Scandinavian culture, like what kind of beauty clean words, kulaks, you know, uh, these awful, what, Yeah, are, are they pants, are they shorts, what are they? Are <laughs> they skirts,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I know, I had a school uniform with kulaks, except no. I, yes. No. Yeah.
2: Was it Catholic school? <laughs>
0: no, it wasn't was an all-girls prep school.
2: Oh, no.
0: Thankfully, that only lasted two years before we had kilts. So,
2: well, do, do you have a picture of it? <laughs> As the artwork for, the, for the, this podcast, instead of dropped word, the gorgeous. Show, show how much show how the film influenced you. <laughs> uh
0: no. <laughs> uh, uh no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, lord! Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. And the accents—they all were perfect, right on with the accents.
0: They were. You
2: know, it—it—it—it's it, it, kind of like this, like I don't know. It's kind of like their face is paralyzed, kind of
0: it's, <laughs>
2: like that, that you know, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, it's kind of—it's
0: not quite Canadian.
2: It's not. Ca- yeah. yeah, it's
0: <laughs> not quite Canadian. Yeah,
2: that's that's the perfect description. It's not quite Canadian. No, it would be nice looking with Canadian.
0: <laughs> That's true.
2: But it, it, Minnesota, man, if this is a true uh, representation of what Minnesota really is, <laughs> I'm glad I only flew over it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, after all, you know, it's like we have two representations really of Minnesota. You know, we have Little House on the Prairie. And now <laughs> Dropbox <and blow> Gorgeous.
0: <laughs> I didn't Look, even remember that Little yeah, House on yeah, the Prairie yeah, took yeah, place yeah, in yeah, Minnesota. Yeah.
2: <laughs> America's media's, you know, presentation of what Minnesota really is. <laughs> I mean, it has to be so small because their capital is two cities. You know, you don't, you don't have a city <laughs> big enough to be your capital?
4: <laughs>
2: Am I right? Oh, yeah. That's that's how small towny Minnesota.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're getting an angry letter from a Minnesota listener.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's gonna be an
1: actual letter. No, it's like an actual letter. (laughs) No,
2: come on, you know, know, big shout out to our friends in Minnesota. We love you. (laughs) You know, you know, uh, the great thing about friends is that you know they can do anything. Just like the people in Minnesota, but we just reserve the right to make fun of you. <laughs> That's what's good about being friends. <sighs> All right, guys, let's get up. I'm the one with the cold. I should be the one. I know. Right. I know. Come on. Come you- on. Vanessa, you're the biggest advocate of this film.
0: I I am.
2: <laughs> she tells everyone about this film. Over the years.
0: I don't tell everybody about this film, but there's uh, definitely, with the the darker sense of humor, I know there are a number of people that it would appeal to, uh, and some people just need to see it <laughs> because of where they grew up. Yeah. To realize the ridiculousness.
2: No, honestly, uh, my my. Uh... My um, friend and a, and a director uh, who I've worked with, uh, she teaches documentary filmmaking at NYU. And you know, after seeing it even today, I, I want to give it to her to say, you know what, Mockumentary week, you got to play this film because also her students now were, were weren't even born, it seems, or were very young when this film opened. That it's one of yeah, those-
0: I can't believe it's already that this came out in ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really doesn't seem like it's been quite that long ago. But yes, it is very 90s in
2: certain ways. <laughs> like,
0: you know, it, it, when you stop and look at it, you're like, oh, yeah.
2: Right. But, you know, 99. I mean, now that we all feel old because I don't think that for me personally, the 90s weren't that far away. But then you count the numbers of how far the 90s are. are like, wow, I'm getting old, right? <laughs> you know? kids today in high school.
0: (laughs) Those young whippersnappers. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Kids.
0: Uh, off
2: my lawn. Yeah. You know what? Personally, I don't trust anyone who doesn't remember the Reagan administration. (laughs) My philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Tears. (sighs) So, but, you know, it's a... interesting film i am also wondering who greenlit this film because it kind of doesn't have an <laughs> audience a built-in kind of audience it kind of feels almost like if it were made today it would be like a netflix
1: yeah well new line was um a partner in this i remember from the credits cuz i it was like icon and somebody i'd never heard of
2: right right
1: and then like new line i was like what the
2: fuck yeah and 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 but as i say this Probably would have been a hit on Netflix. I mean, even Kimmy Schmidt, it was developed entirely for NBC. And NBC more or less said, yeah, uh, this is too fucked up for a big audience. (laughs) You know, this show's too fucked up. But you go to Netflix, and all the fucked up people, you know. Like us. If all the fucked up people in the world watch Kimmy Schmidt, it's a big hit on Netflix. Not so much on NBC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a valid point. Hmm. I mean, the difference of distribution now, uh, I think would have, yeah, I think would have had, you know, brought a, a wider audience sooner. Right. Because people really, the people that know this film discovered it, most of them, later.
2: And the, the other film of uh, this kind of trilogy, Kirsten sons I'm um, older now, trilogy, was the, uh, the, the, the film Dick, another film that was brilliant, well-written, yeah. just didn't yeah. have a market, because... It was so smart because it was the, like the most smartest film after Dropped It Gorgeous. But it was so smart that people who lived through Watergate would think it was brilliant. But people who went through Watergate are not going to watch a film about two stupid girls, even though it was incredibly written and would yeah captured, you know. I loved that movie. But on the it other has hand,
0: solid and solid acting. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, but on the other hand, you know, young girls and teenagers are not going to go see a film about Watergate. Yeah. So, again, I think that would have been another Netflix hit.
1: Because yeah, of probably. Because his... I think I grabbed it on a VHS one day <clears throat> because I think it was on sale or something. And I was like, oh, all right, let's check this out. And I loved it. And it was probably a little bit after it came out on home video. So it was like 90, right. 99, right. 2000 or something like that. Yeah, um, it,
2: it, was, it, it was around this, like, Kirsten, again, Kirsten Dunst, the Bring It On, uh, yeah. the. Probably well, gorgeous. she was
0: seventeen when she did *Drop Dead Gorgeous*. Right. You know, so it was around that time where she finally was okay, trying to transition to an adult role. Right. But still, kind of like, okay, I can play young enough. You know, still, I'm still young, so I can play at least in high school. This, well, this is from <clears throat> the
2: period where she had like *The Stage Mom from Hell*. Remember?
0: Oh, she, <laughs> I no, didn't know that. No, I
2: mean, remember like Kirsten Dunst was like huge for a while. She does done, you know, it was Spider-Man, she had done Marie Antoinette and everything, and then she just said, I'm going to take a break because I've been working since I was like five, continuously, because my mother made me work through this whole period. And then she kind of like disappeared, like she was like a big movie star. Yeah. And then she told, and, and she said, I need to go into rehab. So she went into rehab for, like, I don't know, for being overworked or something like that, you know, it's kind of like sketchy circumstances, but... She went into rehab because she was exhausted from working her whole life. So, but so this was the period where her mom's like, you know, probably like Loretta smoking the cigarette. Get out that Kirsten. We want a big house. <laughs> <laughs> Get your blonde ass up there. <laughs> I don't care how tired you are. So I guess Kirsten Dunst could identify with this film also.
0: Yeah yeah um uh, I don't know it's just I still it's uh, like I said I go back to that choreographer lady she just she's just the one yeah. because I've actually met women like that who had the dance to you out of their back garage <laughs> right but the you know but the just the hand fan constantly going and the chain smoking you know.
2: All right, well, let's talk about you know Brittany Murphy for a little bit, not maybe not in this film, but let's talk about, okay, what do you think about that bullshit that she died of like mold? <laughs> like, like what, what what is that? Like, I don't understand. like she had all these drugs with her, but she died of mold, and then there, her sleazy husband died six months later of mold. Well, if she died of mold, don't live there. <laughs> Newsflash. It could happen to you. (laughs) But do do you like do like believe that that was the reason of her death?
0: It's it's sketchy. That's all. Yeah, it's certainly weird. But it's I still think it's strange that yeah. When especially when I watch this movie, that all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, she's gone already. Like, but I mean, even like, and it's been a while. So
2: pretty much, it's like natural causes, and it's like it was during this period also where a lot of. Young actors in Hollywood were dying from like natural causes, like you know. Look at Corey Haim. Oh, he didn't die from drugs, even though he was on drugs since he was five years old and abusing. But you know what? He didn't. He didn't die of drugs. It was just a natural cause. <laughs> cover up. Cover up. Cover up. Cover up. <laughs> yeah. cover up, cover up. But I mean, I, you know, you shouldn't talk ill about about the dead. But the Lifetime movie pretty much handle everything about
0: oh my god Which, I it, forgot there was a lifetime movie about oh it oh my she,
2: god yeah Sherilyn Fenn played her, her, <laughs> her stage mother and like you know Sherilyn Fenn, you know was always known as you know the sort of beauty you know nice body she comes here and she in this film she has like a brown leg like she looks like a you know a, a, like a like a, like a you know heavy set woman who who, who, who pushes pushes Brittany uh, to to succeed and, but in a nice way, that's the one thing. I don't want to be a stage mom, even though she was a stage mom, <laughs> but it, it, it it's, it, it. I say, you know what, if, if you're ever up late and you're watching Lifetime Movie Network, just, you know, that's one <laughs> chance. See if it's on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. God. Talk about something you can't be sober for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that t- that requires some bottle of, of wine or something. <laughs> it sounds nothing like Yeah, it just sounds completely like yeah,
2: this is a boozy movie. <laughs> oh, come on, you know what? The one thing is is that don't you remember when we were growing up the uh TV movie of the week? Yes. And that was like a big deal and it's like I mean uh the most ridiculous movies just to get it on. I mean, how many Stefford uh Steffords did they do as TV movies of the week? I mean
0: yeah Adam was telling me about this cuz I was I, I told him you know we we're doing the book and mm-hmm. he said there are these TV made for TV movies yeah. and I'm like and I knew I I've, I've seen the 1975 or whatever stepford wives and the horrible remake mm-hmm. with Cole Kidman but I had no idea about these Yeah they, like, they
2: they they you know they they did these TV movies of the week with the Stepfords I mean this is like the 80s when when they were cranking out these awful you know middle budget kind of TV movie. week. You know, I'm
1: dying of a woman's disease or. or... <laughs> so, but, so the modern equivalent would be the lifetime movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Except they weren't always geared towards women. You know, they were family. A lot of them. Like okay. this is the cautionary tale. Oh,
2: right, right, right. right. So,
0: you know, some the... of them from the seventies are like super sleazy. <laughs> you
2: know what? It, it, it Tragic, you know, as tragic as these two moves of the week are, the, the actresses <laughs> that they played couldn't have made it more cheesy. Like they did one called the Stefford Kids, and Barbara Eden plays the mother trying to save her kids from the men's club. <laughs> oh my god! So, Stefford husbands.
1: Okay, I saw I saw images for both of those when I was looking Steve for. Williams. And I was like, well, wait, did he write more of these?
2: What the fuck? Yeah, yeah no, they were they were a series of TV visit a week. So Cindy Williams was in the Stafford uh, Husbands, and she was the ringleader. So Shirley, you know, was getting everyone... <laughs> Shirley Feeny. Yeah, was pretty much <laughs> getting people to join a cult. But it's like, why did you cast, you know, Cindy Williams, of all the people, like...
0: I, She's it, not particularly threatening. She's
2: not particularly threatening, but also, like, a, her appearance in the movie came out of left field, like what other things have Cindy Williams really done except American Graffiti and and Laverne and Shirley? Like, it's kind of like that's her thing and you never see her act and all of a sudden to pop up in this bad TV movie of the week playing the ringmaster. Um, You know, just, it was just, that's odd in itself.
1: That sounds kind of awesome, actually. (laughs) I know,
2: it probably does.
0: No, now now that you've talked about these, I actually do kind of want to find them.
2: Yeah. yeah, but the problem with these TV movies of the week, a lot of them from the, from the 80s and early 90s is you can't get them on YouTube. YouTube. Not always. No, a lot, some of them you can't get,
1: you know. And
0: Amazon Prime has a lot of shit <laughs> yeah. TV movies.
1: Yeah. me, I can find I can find things if I have to. I you know. scour the the
2: internet. <laughs> I mean, they did a the, this one. Oh, okay. Full disclosure, I did work with uh Joan Rivers and Melissa Rivers and Melissa yes is an idiot. And you know, everything you, 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 she seems, yeah, exactly. But they did a they did a TV movie of the week called Tears and Laughter, the Joan and Melissa Rivers story, and they played themselves.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Oh my god! It was, it was.
2: And the thing is, is that it was them handling life after the father commits committed suicide. So the whole movie is about Joan trying to 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 make her comeback, and then Melissa, playing said claims. I guess in a weird way, it almost felt like they came up with the storyline to make Melissa more 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 interesting. But she, <laughs> apparently, she had a, she had a boyfriend that used to beat her. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just like weird, like the way it was like just walk away. <laughs> Your mom's a millionaire. Just just go home.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh. Okay, so
0: anyway, sorry, that was a no, little bit of a tangent, but totally I did mine. I did want you I, I want him to tell you about the Stepford movies. Yeah,
2: it's 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 so bad it's good. Okay. I mean it's so bad it's good, so bad that it's good again.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I'm gonna sit down and watch those at some point.
2: Yeah, no, no. You know, I was going to say snowy day, but I don't think you have those. No. It's a, on a nice non rainy day when there's a drought, you can sit at home and watch <laughs> the Stefford wives or the Stefford everything.
1: Yeah. I'm actually doing that this afternoon. So, you know, so we'll see how I feel. Um, okay. So do we do we ever settle on ratings for movies or do no. we just go with recommendations? No,
0: we didn't. It was just a basic recommendation thing. Okay.
1: All right. yeah. Do you want to read it? I don't know. I mean, No, we just never... Why we
2: never well, establish
0: that after three... We've already had three episodes yeah. where we haven't done that, so... Well, I'm
2: sorry. I just realized I couldn't remember. Sorry it wasn't written in your bylaws, but... <laughs> 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 because it wouldn't be official unless we do it properly, so I can't suggest hypothetically you were to have, if you were to rate this film, hypothetically, <laughs> nothing to do with this program because it wasn't part of the original concept and bylaws, but, but just hypothetically, if you had to rate it on a scale of one to 10, okay, what, what would you rate it? Non-binding, non-binding answers, you mm-hmm. know? Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, I don't, I... Okay,
2: you have to say twice. Okay, one is, what would you rate it sober? And the other one, <laughs> what would you rate it stoned?
0: Sober? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um... Are we, what, a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. Yes. Uh, God. Um, I don't know. And... seven and a half.
2: Okay. And stone?
0: <laughs> and stone. Yeah. Um eight eight okay. eight
2: to
0: 8.2
2: <laughs> okay. and sir what are your next rates
1: um i didn't watch it sober so i can't judge it that way
2: um okay Stone well, rating
1: was nah, give me like a seven
2: you didn't watch it sober either you, you didn't prepare for this uh podcast did you <laughs> Um, well, maybe you need, you know, on your next podcast, you should have like a little, you know, addendum at the end, <laughs> <laughs> so. at, you know, watching it sober.
0: Sure. Well, what, what about you, Adam?
2: I would probably give
0: it like, uh,
2: like a six. Um, so, because like you said, it, it was a lot of broken up almost vignettes. However, I'd probably give it like an eight and a half stone because <laughs> you don't have to be... You, you can kind of, uh, your mind can wander off and still come back to the film and laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. good way to put
2: it. You know, and, and, and the lines, I say, are brilliant. I mean, if if you want to talk about the writing and maybe not the film, I would give the writing, like, a 10.
0: Yeah, I, I would give the writing higher. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And, of course, my girl, Alice and Janney, are
1: the perfect <laughs> 10.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Okay.
1: So, would you guys recommend it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I obviously have already. Yeah, Yeah, I I think so.
2: I would, you know, certain people, I should
0: say.
1: Yeah, I think certain people would definitely enjoy this. Um, And
0: it's enjoyable, you know. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't love it, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah, exactly. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. So thank you for joining us, Adam.
2: Well, thank you. Anytime. I'd love to come back. Yeah, Do you want to pimp your cookies? <clears throat> no, not right now.
0: Okay. I was going to pimp his cookies. Okay. But... Well,
2: I might not be back then. Okay. <laughs> I recently, you know, won prizes for making gluten-free cookies, and you know what? They're award-winning, and everyone wants them. So, well, I want you all to want them, too. So uh, my company name is Damn Good Cookie. You know, claymores, words, Adam, whatever. You can buy some at uh, a damn good They are so, super good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because they don't taste gluten free, do they? No, not at all. No, no, no. And that's what I was going for. No preservatives. All natural. <laughs> no xanthan gum. You know what? Check them out.
1: Oh, delicious. Seriously, I stuffed my face. I didn't, that one box didn't make it the, the day.
2: Right, I'm trying to be the new Girl Scout cookie, you know, (laughs) whole box. And then, as you're throwing the box away, you see the calorie count, and you just say, "Ugh, glad these are (laughs) here." No, but buy mine all all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, but but thank you all for having me.
1: Absolutely. All right, so we will be right back to discuss the Stafford wives.
3: This is the Psychosomatic Podcast. Announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the US government. Weapons of class four and lower
0: have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted.
3: Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. A few days ago, I called the news the enemy of the people, and they are. They are the enemy of the people. We have Ben Jacobs, that's the Guardian reporter. Body's break like living with a six-year-old. I want to be I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. That is one big pile of shit. Well, then you two learned a very important lesson today. Pops don't jump. It's a frame! Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. Can you fly, Bobby? In the 20th century, the Senate voted on seven Supreme Court nominees during election years, and it approved all but one.
4: So just to to put a button on this, are you ruling it out
3: 100%? Yeah. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? Politics. Movies. Political movies. The Psychosemantic Podcast. Better known as the Psycho Semanticast. He did what we all must learn to do. And you and you and you and you and, cover.
1: and now, another episode of Quarantine Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, are we in cops again?
1: You could be quiet. Oh, hi. Hi. It's just that the guys are, you you know, making the movie about the pageant. I told you all about them.
0: Oh, no. Hi.
1: This here's Loretta.
0: <laughs> I tell Annette, I says, you talk to me during my stories, you might as well be talking to the wall. You guys want a beer?
3: No, thank you. Is Amber here?
1: Oh no, you just missed her. She she got called downtown to the Bone Gardens. She's in a hell of a mood today.
0: See. You boys been to the Lehman's?
1: Shut it, Loretta.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ, it's true. Let's just say who should win. Who deserves to win as Amber. Why
1: don't you paint why don't you paint a big old target on your ass, Loretta? She's the
0: prettiest, you know. The best damn tapper. The most smartest.
1: Most smartest. Yeah. Well, that's great, Loretta. You're really educated like most smartest. Make sure you get that p- make sure you get a picture of that. Most smartest.
0: Most smartest.
1: Come on, I'm cutting you off and sending you home. She has got to go home now.
0: Well, excuse me Annette. that. I'm bragging up on your kid here.
1: I know, I know. Amber's going to be the next Diane Sawyer, you know. I'll be right back. I'll see you later. They're making a movie here, goddammit. All right, they're making a movie. You don't know where this is where this is going to
3: What makes you think? That Becky
1: is going to win. Why do
0: I think Becky will win? You're talking. Hey, don't pinch. You're talking about the richest family in a small town. It's front page news when one of them takes a shit. Say, can one of you boys give me a ride home?
1: Don't fall for it. She lives two trails down.
0: So? Be real easy.
1: Go home, Loretta. Come on, go on, go on. The party's over.
3: Anyone? Anyone?
1: Badasses, Boobs, and
3: Body Counts is a weekly podcast that discusses grindhouse and exploitation cinema. Your three hosts, Mike. It's a quick... <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Not racist at all. Mark. If you bend over and you have what is essentially a pubic cottontail coming out of the crack of your ass, you need to do some goddamn grooming. And listener favorite, Iris. I not have sex with that horse. <laughs> will make you question your own political correctness while laughing at theirs. Episodes drop every Sunday and can be found by searching BB and BC Podcasts via Lipson, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also listen to episodes directly from the show's website at BadassesBoobsAndBodyCounts.com.
1: And we're back with The Stepford Wise. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. The Stepford Wives is a 1972 satirical novel, or satirical thriller novel, by Ira Levin. Uh, the story concerns Joanna Eberhart, a photographer and, her, and young mother, who begins to suspect that the frighteningly submissive housewives in her new idyllic Connecticut neighborhood, may be robots created by their husbands. This book is a fucking riot.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I have you read any Ira Levin before?
1: Uh, I had not actually. This was the first I, one. I know he'd I, written uh, Rosemary's Baby, which I've seen, but I have not read that one either.
0: Which it's the book the the movie is very faithful to the book okay I mean, in, including like dialogue and such okay um but and he did do like son of rosemary mm-hmm. but um, he'd also, he'd think also he he also written
1: road boys from Brazil
0: yeah okay sliver. which I've, I've seen that one mm-hmm. sliver uh kiss before dying and death trap okay yeah so but somehow this is like the first time I ever pick this one up Hmm. I've like read like a a few of the others oh okay yeah
1: I'd be interested in reading some of his other stuff because this, like I said this was a fucking riot
0: yeah well even in his other stuff like okay just look at Rosemary's Baby Mm -hmm. you know just what you know of the movie you can see that some of the dialogue there yeah so it's it's very close to the book
4: Mm -hmm.
0: as far as like there's this little sense of humor stuck in there you know here and there even when it's something that's clearly not comedy, right? You now, Stepford Wives is much more just. It's not just a little humor. I mean, it's actual satire. Yeah. Like that is just what it is. It's flat out satire. <laughs> right. I don't even. I don't even know if I'd say thriller as much as I just say satire. Yeah. But well, it's the. I, I mean, it's it really is. Yes, I guess both.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a thriller, but it's a, very obviously making fun of thrillers
0: right
1: um which obviously is part of the point of the book um yeah it was really good i really enjoyed it um i actually there was a and when i finished the book it reminded me um of the end of of rosemary's baby actually the very kind of downer ending of that one yeah where you know the Satanists are are chanting the you know satan lives and this is like oh yeah the bad guys win huh fuck
0: yeah yeah, you think that you when you think it's not going to happen, yeah, it, it happens anyway.
1: Yeah, and I actually really appreciated that in this book because mm-hmm. was okay. I, and I felt bad like I, I felt bad for Joanna, obviously because she's a very she's a fun character to follow through the book, um, but yeah, the the ending was just so like oh well shit, that's terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and this is. My copy of the book was 124 pages.
1: Yeah, but uh, mine was too.
0: Uh, so it was nice and short, mm-hmm. but you didn't feel. There was such a fully developed story and characters yeah. in that that, you know, it, it didn't feel like, oh, just 124 pages.
1: No. The story yeah. moved really very quickly, but there was. It was never. Never too, moving too fast that you couldn't follow with the action. It was always very clear. I, right, what, everything was going on, and you know, you would. It, they, he was very good about you know, not, kind of noting what time frame we were in um, for the seasons and stuff, so we knew how long it, how much time it passed, um, right from to, from scenes to scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that definitely definitely works.
1: Um.
0: Now I was going to. Um, I, I, I don't know. Did I ask you already if you'd seen the movies? No. You said um, you hadn't seen the movies. I have not I...
1: seen the movies, no. Okay.
0: Okay, so, but you knew the general idea ahead yeah. of time.
1: Yeah, it was, it, i It's seen the, you know, through cultural osmosis and through parody. It's like, okay, Stepford Wives, you know, is referring to robotic, you know, 1950s Housewives, basically. Now, sort of thing.
0: To, okay, whatever, we're spoiling the book because it's
1: whatever. <laughs> 45 yeah so. and, you 45
0: know. Years old. um did you know they were actual robots
1: i assumed so I mean it's never it's never explicitly said that they're robots but I mean when what is his name koba Dale hmm. is Dale yeah, they, Dale, yeah. When she's going through the magazines and it's like, oh yeah, he worked at Disneyland on the Disney animatronics. Fight. Yeah. And you know, I kind of figured because you know when she's talking to the other characters, they're all very mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, housework, blah 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 blah. It's just, and she's like, this. She even says they seem robotic. It's like, okay, they're probably robots. Um, I thought it was which hilarious is, that the which I don't even
0: think it was. I was going back, and it was. I think it wasn't even till like halfway through the book that she says robotic, but she says all these other things. Mm-hmm along the way and one thing that I thought was such a great way to put it um I mean this is the the way it keeps going back to image and commercialism and uh this this one paragraph got me That's all they were, all that Stepford Wives, actresses in commercials, pleased with detergents and floor wax, with cleansers, shampoos, and deodorants. Oh,
4: yeah. Pretty
0: pretty actresses, big in the bosom, but small in talent, plain suburban housewives, unconvincingly, too nicey-nice to be real. Like, there's so much there that you know exactly Mm -hmm. what he's talking about. Yeah. And it describes so much of this image that people try to chase. Yeah. Um, I, uh, what, what I found interesting, I mean, the fact that they, they, in the, okay, in the satire, you know, they're going, going after feminism.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, I mean, it's like they have a whole, roll call of feminist <laughs> ideology and groups they have to hit. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, National Organization of Women. Um of which I was actually a member for a while. Mm-hmm. Um full disclosure. Um <laughs> but Gloria Steinem. Right. Then uh Kate Millay And then the, would they say that okay, she they used to have this women's club.
1: Yeah, they used to have a women's group. Betty okay. Friedan, mm-hmm.
0: um, came to speak even. Right. So it's very much, like, names that everybody, I think, reading this book of 1972 when it came out,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I think everybody would know, even if they aren't necessarily political. Right. Because there are names of people who are big enough in mm-hmm. the news. hmm Um... I don't know, I just thought that was interesting that, uh, like I said, you no, know, you have to have the little roll call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it definitely helps establish a time frame for when this book is taking place and really, exp- it, it basically gives you exactly the explanation of why, why what is happening is happening. Right. You know, and, it, which, and which was happening then. Right, which was why it was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you, you were introduced to Joanne and Walter, who are this, you know, progressive, air quotes, progressive couple. And you,
0: for Connecticut, yeah. For,
1: yeah, you know, and, and <clears> then, <throat> you know, turns out Walter's just as much of an idiot as the, every other man in the town who, right. you know, just wants a, you know, 1950s fembot. Right. Which is so, it it, it just, I don't know, like it just, it, it it's, that whole thing is creepy to me. <laughs>
0: Okay, so do you want to hear something really creepy? Please. I found this. There is a real organization called Stepford Wives Organization.
1: Oh my god.
0: That's been around since the 80s. Their website... Has some choice choice things to say, but a lot of it is they use like Bible passages Mm -hmm. to refer to no, like woman should be there, like please a man, and you know different things. But I mean, they they say things like the organization doesn't understand the feminist movement (laughs) and women's choice to stray outside the home into the harsh professional world of men, but. We do support the women who have jobs outside their homes if, and this is, like, huge, <laughs> if they have been told to do so by their husbands and given the permission.
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> um,
1: That's gross.
0: They celebrate the good housekeeping days of the 1950s. Uh, it, it's just... Oh, okay, and here's... They Then they have, They have this whole thing. Mm-hmm. The organization believes that as women, we should accommodate our husbands by allowing them full access privileges to our physical assets. We never think about physical pleasure for ourselves. We save our states of arousal for our husbands and refrain from any self-attention when our husbands are absent or present. <laughs> so they're against masturbation.
1: Sorry. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ew. It, yeah, ew. all of, all of that just just then was incredibly gross. Holy shit!
0: It goes on, and of course they have a whole thing where they say you know they're anti-LGBT, anti LGBT, anti anti fetish, anti
1: of course
0: or alternative lifestyles. They
1: literally want to be these fucking nineteen fifties robot women. Yeah, like,
0: ah. and I just I stumbled upon this, and I was intrigued, but terrified at the yeah. same time
4: yeah. that
0: this shit goes on. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it's, and you see in the book where Walter is, you know, he starts by saying, well, you could just wear a little
1: bit of lipstick sometimes. Right. That's when you, kinda, that's when you, you kind of go, okay, yeah, he's, she's fucked. At yeah. Okay.
0: And then when he says, well, Why don't you see a therapist? Mm-hmm. She's fucked. You know, yeah. you know that. Um, but I do kind of love the thing in there where she and Bobby, you know, they know something's up with the women in Stepford. Right. Then they think it might be something like something in the water, some sort of conspiracy. Yeah. Like something in the water. And they go to the EPA or yeah. whatever. You know, and I just, I, uh, that made me laugh. That made me laugh,
1: but. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I was, I also liked that it was very like the, these the Stepford housewives that we meet are all, you know, established, we, we established that they are, they get established very early on. And then the, the ones who haven't been changed yet are all very much, are all much more interesting characters than any of the male characters in the book, basically. Right. Like Bobby and uh, what's her name? The one who plays tennis whose name escapes me. Charmaine. Charmaine. Thank you. You know, and Joanna are all very interesting characters and I'll have things to say and do. And every time the male characters show up, they're literally only ever, they the only times we see them talking about anything, it's like sports or they're referring to something else. You know, they're referring to like, Oh yeah, we're going to go play cards or whatever. And no thing ever. We never know what the hell they're actually talking about. Although we know they're up to nefarious things, because obviously they're all (laughs) they're they're such mustache twirling villains, it's 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 wonderfully funny.
0: Well, and at one point I misread, you know, the whatever head evil character that's the whatever head of the uh, Men's Association, Dale Cobra. I misread it as Dale Cobra.
1: Yeah, I did it a couple times.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see yeah totally totally mustache twirling (laughs) um
1: yeah i I also really enjoy i like the 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 bit where uh, when joanna's running for her life um and she's basically like no i know they're fucking robots and they're like why was like they're like what are you guys like what are you talking about why would we if we could build robots like this why wouldn't we be making all kinds of money and they're just like trying desperately to try and convince her that they're not that their women are not robots, and it's like you're, all right. of your all of these excuses are really terrible. <laughs> yeah, and not convincing in the slightest because everything because because every response that she has for them is like, well, duh. She's like, well, you're you're obviously testing it here in Stanford. It's like, you guys are really like the worst villains ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god.
1: But yeah, there's only. It seems like the the only two. Female characters we see in the book who aren't stepfordized are the welcome American lady and the librarian. So I'm assuming that because there are two older women they're not married. And yeah. That's why that they're the, they're the only two that weren't.
0: Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense.
1: Right. Or maybe they're the gay.
0: Oh yeah. Gotta watch out for that. <laughs> um, yeah. I hear that's catching.
1: I know, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's in the air It is, it's in the water
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that
0: would add a whole different twist to the story I of know, it. right?
4: <laughs>
0: no, it really was poison water It's turning all the women gay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> It sounds like some Alex Jones You know, gay yeah. frog shit Like,
1: <laughs> Don't like Obama turning the frogs gay <laughs> Alright, man that's not how it works, but okay. Um, yes. Can you say so? Yeah. No, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, it was a lot of fun and it was very funny. Um, I don't know how anybody could have missed that this was clearly a satire, but some people are dumb, apparently.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: some people are real dumb.
0: Well, and I mean, and when you read other ear 11,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I, mean, I mean, you can see this from Rosemary's Baby irrelevant he does have a bent towards examining like women's roles in yeah. society. Uh, you know in a you know more constructive and sympathetic way yeah. compared to compared to some other <laughs> yeah, definitely. writers. Um but yeah and when you talk about the the movie versions of it which I, I want to go back and See them because mm-hmm. I haven't seen, well, at least the original, I haven't seen that in a million years. The one from 1975 is so much more subtle about the comedy. Right. And much creepier. Okay. Because that. But yeah, the one. That was the, 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 the thing 2000s so, was. Mm-hmm.
1: Much, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Continue your style.
0: Sorry. The one that they did in the 2000s was much more just pure comedy. Okay. And that's why it failed.
1: Okay. Yeah, because that was what confused me because. Not, before I read the book, I kind of knew that this was vaguely horror, kind of. Like just like I said, through cultural osmosis, I was like, oh, you know, they're turning the women into robots. Like that's That seems like a pretty straightforward horror story. Right. Um, and I knew the, the, the Nicole Kidman one was more of a comedy. I was like, that seems really weird. Why would you make this a comedy? This is a horror story. And then actually sitting and reading the book, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, this makes sense now. So I do really, would, I would love to go back and watch the uh, the original because I think that one seems like it would be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there's definitely so much comedy here, but there is a certain amount of horror and you yeah. can't ignore that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, the the comedy is not, like, like the comedy isn't so much, uh, like, in your face, but it's more, it's it's a very subtle sort of stuff that pops up throughout the book. And the horror, right. you know, the, the, the horror is definitely there of, there's something off about this town and that's established very early on. Mm-hmm. And then once Charmaine is the first of the new women to be picked off, you start to, then it becomes, okay, now we know definitely that there is something going on and it's not good.
0: Yeah. It's, um,
1: but yeah, basically I knew it was robots from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was a- actually a little disappointed that he didn't like go into like how they did it. Cause like, I was like kind of waiting. I was like, Oh, so you're gonna reveal the, the 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 evil scheme? I wanna I wanna know how you build how you did this, and then he did. And I was like, ah, okay, fine.
0: I'm kind of glad that they didn't, though.
1: No, yeah, I, I yeah, it, you
0: know, just I feel like it just didn't
1: need it, to. It, yeah, it's it, not necessary. It was just more of a a personal thing that I thought would have been interesting to know, but absolutely not yeah. important to the story. Yeah, as the story, because yeah, the way the book ends is perfect as it is. So,
0: it's a nice, tidy. You know, it's it's. I would consider it a novella. Yeah. I mean honestly, because it really it's a very compact story. Mm-hmm. And sure there're certain things that could have gone on more. Mhm. Um, but it says a lot with few
1: words. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Which is nice sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it like it moves the the story moves a nice clip, um, you know everything it it never feels rushed, and it never feels like there's too little or too much of any specific thing happening at any one time or any element. Um, it never feel nothing ever feels out of place. Oddly enough, through the book, um, you know every everything makes sense every every step the story takes makes sense and it's like oh yeah okay that's a the progression makes total sense throughout you know um when they're talking about you know possibly moving out of stepford um you know and then bobby's the first bobby's the one who's about to move out first but then they have their you know weekend alone and then she comes back and she's all stepfordized and i did love the the line the kit that her son has later on when uh asks asked her about hot breakfast yeah and he's yeah. like, yeah, it's nice, but I don't know how long it's going to last. And I'm just like, mm. so that was a, a wonderful little, little thing. And like, and that's, and like, that's another like subtle horror thing that I, I love about this book was like the kid, the kids don't realize the kids are all t- seemingly too young to really know what's going on. Cause we yeah. don't, we never, there never seems like there's never an introduction of a teenager in this book. They're all fairly young children exactly and it's that's kind of that's horrifying it's like what's gonna happen to those kids when they get older and mom isn't aging and w- you know what that's super great that's like that's gonna be like that's a whole other thing that you know a nice little subtle horror thing to float through there um and then like the there i like, kind of like the idea at the end of with um is it ruth Ann?
0: Yeah, I think. Believe
1: the author? Yeah. Um yeah. Kind of like wondering if she's going to get turned to or not. Yes. Because I don't remember if um, her husband went to the men's associate. I think I think she mentions that he, he did, but I don't he know. He
0: did. But yeah. He didn't know if he was going to go back.
1: Right. Um, which is the same thing Walter said. Exactly. So, so it's kind of like, ah... Uh... So maybe maybe she's maybe she survives. We don't know, but yeah, right. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed this book. It was very, it's really good, and I actually want to read more of his stuff now because he's a really good author.
0: Yeah, I um, I had read like Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. years ago. Whatever that was probably the first thing of his I read, mm-hmm. just because I love the movie so much. Yeah. Um, but. La- was it last year maybe um I finally read son of Rosemary mm-hmm. um which I liked up until the very end but <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was still it was just the writing style and everything you know I, I could get into and you know it's enjoyable right um even when I mean n- none of his things that I've read have been that long right but they've been they've all been longer than Stepford wives okay yeah um but still they're they're pretty quick reads um again because he it's it's like word economy is what he has going on with yeah. with the way he writes
1: and uh, the whoever wrote the introduction for the book um
0: Peter Straub who wrote ghost story
1: yes that's the one um he even mentions like oh yeah he's very economical with his with his writing and it suits the suits the narrative oh, you know a really um beneficial way uh, and, he's, and he's absolutely right because it just flows really well you know there's no the the, the, it, the night it, I like that he kind of even there's a couple scenes where he's on um I think Joanna's on the phone with somebody and like the the other the other person's talking to the kid like, periodically, that little blips in with you know, bits of dialogue directed at the child while talking to her. It's like, you don't really need that, but it, it's a nice way to establish the scene of what's going on on this phone conversation without spending, you know, a paragraph and a half. Um, right. Talking about it.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I like it. Good job, Vanessa.
0: Well, actually, <laughs> um it, well, it's partly is a thank you to my, uh Myron Schmidt who suggested Year Eleven.
1: Oh, nice.
0: He suggested we we should uh, do some of some of his stuff, and I suggested uh, Stepford Wives because I hadn't read that one. <laughs> That's how we got here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. and plus it, I don't know, it kind of seemed like more pretty ladies that are just kind of on the edge of crazy. Um, I guess it kind of goes with Drop Dead Gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're all going for that perfect, uh, that ideal female image thing.
0: Well, it is, yeah, it is, it is. Again, it's not just the ideal, ideal female image, but it's like the ideal American dream.
1: Yeah, there we go.
0: Because it is the whole the, package.
1: Yes, the the patching, <laughs> the, the roping back to drop dead gorgeous for a second. The the theme of the yeah. pageant this year is proud to be an American. And like,
0: last year was by American. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the year before that was something else American.
0: I'm American I
1: know. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so yeah, but um yeah. Definitely record would recommend this uh to people who haven't read it. Um even if you know like even if you've seen the movie. Like the book is really good. And fun fact, the movie seems to be on YouTube.
0: Oh, the even original.
1: Yeah. 75. Yep. So I'm gonna watch that today.
0: I think I might as well. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. It's All kind right. Of do we overcast yucky day here? So.
1: Oh, it's actually nice out, but I don't want to go outside because sunlight burns us.
0: Yeah. Well, I know. I'm usually there too. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um, do you have anything else you want to say to me about for wives before we uh, jump out to close out?
0: No, uh, no, nothing right now. Okay.
1: Cool. So we'll be right back to finish the show. Faye Ray Ah! Janet Lee
3: Adrian King Ah! Heather Langenkamp Ah! Amy Steele Ah! That Weatherman Who Saw the Cockroach
4: Oh my god, oh my god God.
3: Jamie Lee Curtis Ah! And you Come on. You know you wanna. Let her rip. There. Now don't you feel better. You are now officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.ScreamQueens.com That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way. It's going to be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queens Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets bent.
4: For
1: so thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of the VD Click. Um, thank you, Adam, for joining us as well to discuss um, Drop, Dead Drop Gorgeous. Dead gorgeous. <laughs> I don't know why I almost forgot the name of the movie there for a second spent an hour talking about it um (laughs) uh next episode we will be doing a couple of westerns uh well one western and one sort of western we're doing the gunslinger for our book um and we're doing the original 1966 django with franco nero which i'm super excited about because i fucking love that movie
0: okay (laughs) i've not seen it yet i'm looking forward to it
1: I would recommend if you can if you can watch it with the original Italian audio. I would recommend watching it that way. Um, it, the I dubs, the dub is anyway. fine, yeah, yeah, but the uh, the original audio is really good because Franco Nero's voice is fucking awesome.
0: Okay,
1: he's a badass. So, and good. finally,
0: we'll be reading a book that won't that you've suggested yes. that
1: will not. <laughs> I'm breaking the my my tradition of of suggesting terrible books by bringing something good.
4: Okay good
1: so, yes <laughs> i think it's stephen king and i've read most of it anyway so i can vouch that it's a good it's a good book um i just need to I, start it over and read it from the beginning so i can remember what the fuck's going on
0: yeah i picked it up ages ago but i never i don't even think i got a quarter of the way through yeah. for whatever reason probably because i was reading 10 books at one time and yeah going to school or something reading more books
1: yeah i think i started it I don't know, like a maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, something like that. Like, I, I picked it up. I was like, I'm, I decided I was going to read the Dark Tower series. Yeah. I was like, this is a thing that I'm going to do because they're all done. And I'm going to do that because I've never read them. And I started and I got most of the way through it. Um, I think I stopped because I picked something else up. And then, <laughs> like I do.
0: We we're so bad about that. We
1: are. This yeah. Like like. The podcast like...
0: helps our forces us to finish books. Yes, this podcast yeah.
1: is doing the Lord's work, <laughs> making us finish books that we start. Oh my God! So, yeah, looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah. Do we have anything else we need to? do? Uh, anything else we need to? We want to plug before we get out of here. Um. um...
0: We have a Twitter account. We do. Which is is VD VD Clinic Pod.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Yes. And we have an email address, vdclinicpod at gmail.com. And, yeah. Yeah. So you can find us out there. Speak to us, please. Give us suggestions.
1: Mm -hmm. We also have a Facebook group, which is... Uh I believe it's Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash VD Clinic Podcast. Yes. Um we also have a page.
0: You have to make sure pod or podcast is in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It goes down a rabbit hole.
1: It does, because yeah. Character limits on certain things and other not on others. Oh my god, yeah. So uh but yeah, you can search Facebook for V D clinic um pod, make sure you put podcast in there for the love of God. <laughs> Uh, we are also available on, we are exclusively available on Legion Podcasts, so you can get us there. Uh, and we have our own uh, solo feed. So if you are subscribed to the main feed of Legion, which moves super fast because there's so many shows on that network that come out like daily, um, make sure you grab uh, our solo feed on, on, was it Apple Podcasts now? Is it called yes. the iTunes Store now? Whatever. Yeah. It's goddamn iTunes. Know. Um but yeah, we have a solo feed on iTunes, so just search for the VD Clinic pod- podcast, and you can grab us there. You'll never miss an episode. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we don't have an Instagram yet. We've been, we we I think we talked about it once. Yeah. And we never really came to a decision about and- that because I just we we both just post stuff to our own personal Instagrams, um, which. Are very easy to find. Yes. So, yep, uh, that's it. I can't think of anything else to close out the show. I have no. five fucking years of podcasting, and I can still not close out a show.
0: Again, yes.
1: Yeah, it's it's truly a skill.
0: It's it's very impressive, David.
1: I know, right? So good night, <laughs> Vanessa.
0: Good night, Vanessa.
1: Good night, everybody.
3: Most smartest.
1: <laughs> Most smartest. <laughs> yes. All right.
3: Uh, no, all right. Right. no, thank you. Zamba
4: here?